Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. Got a special guest, Bishop Joseph Strickland, coming on with a clip. Oh, wait till you hear that. He's on once a week here on Virgin Most Powerful, so I thought I'd tease you about one of the most pro-life bishops in America coming to the show. Also, we're going to talk about a horrible thing. Israel researchers unveil a ghastly plan to create embryos for organ harvesting. Yeah, they're trying to do it. The science is just trying to be like Frankenstein, so it's really, really sick. And we need reparation, we need prayers and atonement for what man is doing. I'm also going to pray for someone who I had, uh, well, let's just say differences with. I'll be honest with you. Archbishop Weakland dies at age 95. We'll pray for his soul and what he did to the church at his exit interview. He's, he had that. Also, we want to talk about a disgraced cardinal He's claiming that Pope Francis is going to reinstate him amid these ongoing corruptions. So that's going to be kind of strange. And then I'm going to warn you about the World Economic Forum advisor, what's going on with that. Much to pray and make reparation for. Also, just a quick note, if I get to it, uh, well, marijuana is legal in California and many other states, uh, but this study is showing that young people in their mid-20s can cause permanent brain damage by smoking marijuana we used to call it dope when i was a kid uh and it is bad for you so we got lots to share today but before we do any of that let's get some soul food in our soul this is the gospel of matthew for today's reading and it's when it's all about staying awake it says a reading from the holy gospel according to matthew chapter 24 from 42 to 51 jesus said to his disciples stay awake for you do not know on which day the Lord will come. Be sure of this, if the master of the house had known the hour of the night when the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and not let his house be broken into. So too, you must be prepared. For an hour you do not expect the Son of Man will come. Woe then! is the faithful and prudent servant whom the master has put in charge of his household to distribute to them their food at the proper time. Blessed is that servant whom his master on his arrival finds doing so. Amen, I say to you. He will put him in charge of all his property. But if that wicked servant says to himself, my master is long in delayed and begins to beat the fellow servants and eat and drink with drunkards. The servant's master will come on an unexpected day and at an unknown hour and will punish him severely and assign him a place with the hypocrites, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't get any plainer than stay awake, don't fall asleep at the wheel. We, we're right now in, in a world that's so distracted. You've got major issues coming. You've got all the economic problems around the world. You've got the COVID-19. You've got the war in the Ukraine. All of this is setting up for some disaster. I could see it coming. 
And we shouldn't be disturbed by it. You know why? We live in the state of grace. And that's, we can do I mean, you know, what, what can they do? They can't take me anywhere God isn't. And so this gospel should be reassuring to say, look, if God took me today, right now, would I have changed what I'm doing right now? No. I want you to understand that daily duty is what God expects all of us to be doing. If it's taking the kids to the store or whatever you got to do with them, your, your duty to you know, get their teeth done or you know, whatever it is, that you're doing your duty. And God says that pleases him. And so don't be fret when people say, oh, the end of the world's coming. Well, it might be. And for most of us, that's, uh, the end of the world's at our time of our death. So as long as we stay in the state of grace, don't be worried about what is happening in the world in the sense that be frightened. Pray. I mean, this little girl that we prayed for yesterday, I just got word in Lebanon, the young mother fighting for her life after her husband set her on fire, she passed away. Well, as far as I'm concerned, she was a martyr. Why? Because she laid her life down for her unborn child. She would not abort that baby. And someday, you and I, I hope and pray, will meet this young lady, this young mother in heaven because she gave up her life for her baby. And we're called to do the same thing in smaller ways, most of us. Most of us won't be called to martyrdom, but it's the daily duties that we're supposed to do. We've been talking about Our Lady of Fatima a lot yesterday with Father Wolfgang and making reparation and atonement for Holy Communions, sac you know, making sacrificial Holy Communions and offering that up for the salvation of souls. You remember yesterday I talked about praying for someone halfway around the world. That's what we can do. It's the mystical body. So I just want to encourage you, please keep those prayers going. Please pray your rosary for world peace. Please stay in the state of grace. And remember, Our Lady made that prayer. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore you profoundly. I offer you the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world, in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifferences by which he is offended, and through his infinite merits of his most sacred heart and immaculate heart of Mary, I beg the conversion of poor sinners. We know that there's sacrileges going on much more than in 1916. We see all kinds of crazy masses that they just don't, they don't follow the rubrics of the Mass. Well, you know, you can't do anything, you know, anything to stop those things, but except we can make reparation for those sacrileges. You all remember the, the, the priest who had the guitar, made a benediction with the guitar? That was sacrilegious. That's not Jesus, the Blessed Sacrament. And so we pray for those people, just like I prayed for Archbishop Weakland, who passed away at age 95. We're going to talk about him in a, in a little bit. This is important that we pray for all the discord that's going on in the world. So that's how we can handle that. And when we, when we uh, take the next segment, I'm going to talk a little bit more how we can do that. Let's bring the smartest guy into the room, Archbishop Wilkinson. Full Sheen ahead. Here's the next one. This is uh, Bishop Sheen talking about our prayer life. It's so beautiful. He says, you cannot always depend on prayers to be answered the way you want them answered. That's for sure. 
but you can always depend on God. What's he mean by that? Well, God, the loving Father, he often denies us those things which in the end would prove harmful to us. Think about this. He says, every boy wants a revolver at age four. (laughs) And no father yet has ever granted that request. So Bishop Sheen says, why should we think God is less wise? Someday we will thank God not only for what he has given us, but what also what he has refused. I'll give you a personal story in two minutes. I uh, was a young man, came out of, the, out of a monastery, and I thought, well, God's going to call me now to be a, a missionary. And I had a friend of mine in the Philippines who asked me to come out. I went and bought the ticket for like $1,000 back in the late 70s, which was a lot of money for me. But about three days before I was scheduled to fly out, he called and said, no, it's off. We all have malaria. We're all sick. We have to uh, call this, everything down. It's all closing down. So that trip, I was supposed to be there. I would have gotten malaria like all the other missionaries. But God said, nope, I got something else for you. This apostolic work I've been involved with for 45 years, my 33-year marriage, my six children, God had had other plans. So here I am praying that I can go there and be a missionary. And God says, nope, that's not what you're made for. This is what I got you going. Do your duty. And... That's an example of my prayer, thinking that I didn't get answered, when in fact, it was answered. And I bet you, our listener, have similar stories in your own life. Whether you went to school, or you did this, or did that, and you wanted to do it, and it didn't work out. And in the perspective, when we get our exit interview, a lot of that will come down, and we'll see it from a perspective of eternity, rather than right here on planet Earth. All right. Hey, I want to thank everybody for the monthly uh, donations and also the matching funds for this week. We are at 60% of our goal. And if you want to make a donation, it's matching funds. So $100 donation becomes $200. $500 becomes $1,000. So we got four more $1,000 to raise. Not much here. You know why we don't need much? Because we don't have a big overhead. People ask me, that's all you need? Yeah, we're trying to raise 10000 which will be $20,000. Not a million dollars? No, we don't need a million. We're here to serve you, our listener. Go to vmpr.org on our website. You can make a donation that will be doubled this week. Or you can call us at 877-526-2151. I'll repeat it. 877-526-2151. When we come back, I got to share with you something that's very, very ghastly that's uh, going on in Israel. We need to pray for our scientists to not do things that would offend divine providence or our Lord. Stay with us, family. When we come back, we have that and us much, much more that should inspire you to feel, live your faith more deeply. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Jess will be back next week. Don't forget, Monday, we've got Bishop Athanasius Snyder from Kazakhstan 
going to be speaking to us about his latest book. You know, before I tell this story about what's going on in Israel, I want to pray, because you know what? Prayer changes things. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Father, I abandon myself into your hands. Do with me what you will. Whatever you may do, I thank you. I am ready for all. I accept all. Let only your will be done in me and in all your creatures. I wish no more than this, O Lord. Amen. And why I'm bringing it up? Because what's happening in Israel, the scientists, researchers are unveiling a ghastly plan to create embryos for what? Harvesting organs? This Israel-based biotech firm is entering like a Frankenstein territory with a new proposal to harvest synthetic human embryos. And how are they going to do it? Well, they think they're going to do it uh, by taking stem cells and creating organs without killing human beings. Uh, this is really wicked that we're in that kind of a position to try and do. Uh, it basically, man wants to play God. And so we pray that we can stop that in a very fast manner and pray and do what God wants, not what man wants. You know, there's a there's a song they sing in hell. I did it my way. And there's a song they sing in heaven. I did it his way. Well, that's what we want to do, it, doing it God's way, God's will. All right, before I get to Archbishop Weekland, I want you to hear a, a segment that I did with Bishop, Bishop Joseph Strickland regarding the pro-life and the bishops. And I want you to, if you've never heard of Bishop Strickland, this is a good opportunity for you to get a taste of him. And if you want to get more of him, <clears throat> like I said, he's on our network every Tuesday. You can go to the podcast and listen to all of his shows. But he's a straight shooter. And, I mean, I can't believe some of the things this man will say because of his office as a bishop. He really feels like he needs to get the truth out no matter what cost. So, Mr. Engineer, let's play the clip. As the bishops of the United States, we have dropped the ball. We've missed opportunities to be very clearly proclaiming the truth of the sanctity of life. The first opportunity we had was when President Biden became a candidate. Yes. We should have said very clearly, Mr. Biden, you are a baptized Catholic. If you want to be a faithful Catholic, you've got to change your stance on the murder of unborn children called abortion. Just basically exactly what President Ronald Reagan said, he wasn't Catholic, yeah. but he got the message. Mm. We, we lost that opportunity. Um, you know, the bishops failed to speak up and say, Catholics who are voting, you need to pay attention to this man running for president who he's, he's been, in that sense, he's been true to his word. He basically said he was vehemently supportive of abortion. And he's, he's lived up to that. Um, he has been faithful to that commitment. He has made sure that at every turn, he, when he first came into office, he took some steps to broaden the availability of abortion. And now that the Supreme Court has spoken, he's trying to use his executive privilege to, once again, uh, broaden the availability of abortion. 
So we keep dropping the ball. We keep missing these opportunities. I mean, just with the communion controversy, instead of saying, this is incompatible. I mean, just going back to the words of President Ronald Reagan, not even Catholic, but he expressed better than many Catholics. He expressed what we believe. This is a life, and it's murder to take that life in abortion. And so to support murder and to come and receive the body and blood of Christ in communion, it's incompatible. Um, We didn't take a clear stand then. And what do we get left with? Here the Supreme Court has corrected, reversed the the Roe decision correctly, and the president is just trying to ways the to looking for ways to maneuver the law around this truth that is finally proclaimed by the Supreme Court. As I said when we were talking earlier, Terry. It comes down to what it underscores for me is we have to work for a change of heart. Amen. The laws should reflect the truth. But in this nation, even if we were able to get all 50 states to outlaw abortion, those whose hearts are hardened to the truth of the sanctity of of life from conception to natural death, they're still going to find ways to manipulate and maneuver around those laws. So we've got to continue to work for a change of heart for the the general populace and for our politicians. And sadly, for some of our Catholics, we've got to change hearts to believe what we teach in the Catholic truth, Catholic church. It's not just Catholic. Wow. Well, that's a bishop for you, is it not? When was the last time you heard a Catholic bishop say that? That's why I wanted to play it for you folks, because you got to hear this guy once a week, this Bishop Joseph Strickland. I get to interview him once a week here on VMPR, and he's always just speaking so clearly, no ambiguity, and this is what we need more of. And if we had more bishops like Bishop Strickland, we wouldn't have uh, the culture that we're in because the leadership would have pulled us through all of this in a much better way. All right, I'm going to bring up Archbishop Weakland. He, he's dead. He died at age 95. Uh, for those who don't know anything about him, he was the Archbishop of Milwaukee from 1977 to 2002. And um, he had a long illness, and he died in Milwaukee, a suburb there. The Archbishop, let's just be honest, he was a progressive who had been advocating for priestly ordination of women. Now, when he gets to his exit interview, I think he's going to be accountable for that. I really do. And his resignation as Milwaukee's archbishop came after the revelations that the archdiocese had paid almost a half a million dollars to silence Paul J. Uh, Markek, an adult male who, unfortunately, the Archbishop Weakland uh, had a relationship with. And... He had to step down. Now, we know homosexuality, even back then, when the book came out, Father Enrique Rueda, um, he came out with the first book on this, and everybody said he was crazy, but homosexuality was rampant even back then, but it was hidden and so in our clergy. And so we have to pray for his soul that God will have mercy on him. He uh, actually, are you ready for this? 
He was responsible for preparing the revised Order of the Mass following the Second Vatican Council in 1964, and he was made a member of the Concilium back in 68. And uh, he had a lot to do with a lot of progressive ideas in the church, so God have mercy on him. I'll tell you one brief story. I met him in June of 2002, in St. Peter's Square with my wife and four children because we were there for the Padre Peel canonization. And when I said to my wife, Mom, Larry, Larry, I think that's Archbishop Weakland over there. I want to go talk to him. And my wife says, now you be good, Terry. Because <laughs> she thought maybe I would be a little aggressive. Me? Nah. So I went over there and said, Archbishop Weakland, nice to meet you. My name's Terry Barber. I'm from Los Angeles. Hey, uh, I want to introduce you to my wife and my children and when I mentioned my son's name is Joseph Fulton, and I said he was named after Bishop Sheen, that just made him cringe. So I knew that uh, he's not on the same page as a Fulton Sheen, but just the very fact that I would bring up Bishop Sheen's name to him uh, made him uncomfortable. So, you know, eternal rest grant unto him, O Lord, and let the perpetual light shine upon Archbishop Weakland, and may God rest, be rest his soul because... He did a lot of damage in the Catholic Church, and I'm assuming he has no malice. I hope and pray he didn't, because he really did undermine a lot of things when it came to the liturgy. And uh, so many people um, you know, were affected poorly by that. All right, let's move on to the next one. Next one is, Disgraced Cardinal claims Pope Francis will restate him amid ongoing corruption a trial. We've talked about this. Back two years ago, he's Cardinal Angelo Bagnici. He's the financial corruption trial was going on and entering the second year. He resigned his privilege as a cardinal back in 2020 prior to the, the, uh, the uh, trial. And um, he said this. Are you ready? And I hope and pray he's not right because he said that Pope Francis will reinstate him as a cardinal uh, at the upcoming consistory, which is going to be Saturday, uh, even despite the ongoing financial corruptions. He said, on Saturday, the Pope called me on the telephone to tell me that I will be reinstated in my cardinal duties and asked me to participate in the meeting with the cardinals that will be held in the coming days in Rome. The 74-year-old uh, prelate stated, well... The Italian news agency reported that he spoke of how often he was very moved by the gesture of the Pope and that he reaffirmed by full communion with Francis. And the crutch, uh, they reported that a Vatican source suggested to the news agency that the papal invitation might not mean a full reinstatement. Good. Uh, but, but just a call to participate in the consistory and the meetings. Now, after the Vatican initiated its own corruption investigation on this bishop, cardinal, Pope Francis accepted his resignation. And this kind of reminds me of the guy that's in Germany who also resigned, and then the Pope brought him back. It seems, uh, I pray for Pope Francis to confirm us in our faith, because many of these guys have done horrible things that that it seems that it wouldn't be prudent to do that, but he's the Pope. I'm not in management. I'm in sales. And so um, 
he was personally charged with embezzlement and abuse of office, also in collaboration as well as subordination. He's also accused of having channeled money to his brother's charity, using funds overseas for the Secretary of the State. A lot of money he's you know put through. His lawyers claim that in 2020, Pope Francis himself supported the London investment deal. Wow. The Vatican recently sold the London buildings involved in the ongoing investigation. Are you ready for this? With a loss of $200 million. What? Yes, that's our donation money. We pray. See, I can't do anything about that other than make reparation for that. And that's what you can do too. Don't get mad. Get down on your knees. <laughs> hey, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about our Canadian brothers. Stay with us. We need to pray for what's happening in Canada and much, much more here on the Terry and Jesse Show. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Just a reminder, Bishop Joseph Strickland, who you just heard, He's on our network every Tuesday speaking for an hour, teaching us the fundamentals of the faith. And I would encourage you to go to our website, vmpr.org, and listen to his podcast. The show that I just put a five-minute clip on will be actually, the full show will be broadcast this coming Tuesday. So you heard it before it actually went on the air on his regular show. All right, here's some things that are going on in Canada. We need to pray for our Canadian brothers and sisters I mean, crack and meth will be become legal in British Columbia January 1st, 2023. I mean, we knew that that place had a, a drug uh, problem. But you see the solution the world is giving? Get high. Well, you know what I say? I get high on Jesus Christ. What I mean by that is not a drug high. It's a soul high. Then I know my purpose and I know my love for Jesus and my prayer life. That gets me excited to get out of bed, not drugs or alcohol. And that's why we need to talk about that. In Canada also, Ontario Nurses, Ontario Canada, the Nurses Association says many of the Canadians are leaving because of the environment there. They're going down to America. And I would pray, I know some of our benefactors and friends are from Canada and they want to come to the States and at this point, I guess, if you're not vaccinated, you can't leave Canada to come into the States, which I think is a tragedy. But that's what it is. Also, the economic problems in Canada, I think, have exasperated their country. Bankruptcies are skyrocketing in Canada amidst soaring inflation. They have the interest rate hikes. Um, you know, what's happening all over the world is... We're going to go into a recession worldwide. And again, I'm hoping that, as Fulton Sheen said, pain is God's megaphone. If we don't have all of our you know, extras, it might, it might just make us a little uncomfortable, but to realize that my happiness is not in this world. It's in the next. And so I just want to encourage all of us to keep that in that focus on our mind. There's another thing I need to pray about and have you pray for. 
this World Economic Forum advisor, uh, Yaval Harari, he's a Marxist who believes there's no truth and only power. And we're collaborating with this, even in our church, the World Economic Forum advisor. And he rejects values such as human rights, calling them fictitious or stories and unusually fixed on power. And this whole point of this knucklehead, and I call him because I would like to see him convert. Yeah, I'm praying for his conversion because he says that uh, it all boils down to a question. If if this gentleman's eyes were, he, he basically asked the question is about world population. He says, you know what? We don't need this many people. Get rid of them. They're not necessary. And you know, you think, well, can a guy really say that? Yeah. Here's his picture to pray for him. He he's saying that that um, we claim claim that the planet doesn't need the vast majority of the population. So you know, let's just get rid of them. And this guy's point is actually being heard. It's not like oh he's crazy. So this is why here at Virgin Most Powerful we continue to pray. And encourage you to live a holy life because so much of this can be overwhelming. But when you think about it, you know, we can pray. We can make reparation. Remember the, the, the message of Our Lady of Fatima? This was the holy angel of 1916. We talked about it yesterday. Holding the host up in the air. Prostrated himself on the ground. All the way to his head. You know, all the way down. Not, not this bow stuff. And he said, I adore you profoundly. I offer you the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ present in all the tabernacles of the world in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and differences by which he's offended. And through his infinite merits, his most sacred heart and immaculate heart of Mary. And I beg the conversion of poor sinners. That was a situation in Portugal where the Masons were running the show. And when they got kicked out because they implemented the Fatima message in Portugal, within 15 years, everybody was fervent in their faith. And that's why I, I concur with Father Wolfgang that really the Fatima message is our answer against communism, secularism, humanism, all these things. Because she gives us the meaning and purpose of life by telling you to follow her son. And as Pope Paul VI would say, he said it this way, Fatima is a reaffirmation of the gospel. And I think that's really where it's at. And that's why when you read about all these horrible things that are going on, I mean, think about this. I have an article here, folks. Talk about, you can either be depressed. I mean, I, I saw this. Uh, and I said, you can buy an old Catholic church in Joliet, Illinois, for $348,000. And I see the picture of it. It's completely empty with gorgeous stained glass windows. And it's 12,000 square feet. I mean, it's in downtown Joliet next to a casino. And what bothers me, and I'll be honest with you, I'm going to tell you this straight up. What bothers me is these churches that were used for sacred use will be sold, and this is happening in Europe, and they're being put into restaurants, casinos, 
And that's because the weakness of Christianity right now. And thousands of churches are up for sale in Europe, and they're becoming mosques or whatever they're going to be. And it's because we've lost the faith. And that's where I see Our Lady of Fatima's message coming in and saying, look, we need to live the Fatima message. And the Fatima message is pray the daily rosary. I mean, my wife is on her way to a four-day silent retreat. You know, I pray a rosary with her every single day. What did I do this morning before she goes off to retreat? Honey, let's pray our rosary together. Now, she's going to be on a silent retreat. I get that. But anytime I'm with my wife, I want to pray with her. The message of Fatima. Little sacrifices. I'll give you a, a, a story that you can do this. I, I visit uh, a particular woman in her 90s at a rest home who was in a concentration camp during World War II. Okay? So she survived it. And um, she's German and Polish descent. And I talk to her about God, obviously, and I want to you know, give her encouragement. She wants to come to our chapel when she can physically come over here. And she knows about Virgin Most Powerful Radio, and she has a beautiful statue of Our Lady of Chestahova in her little assisted living home. But here's the kicker. She wants to do something for me. She gives me tomato juice. 12-ounce can of tomato juice. Can I tell you? I don't like tomato juice. And you probably don't. Maybe you do, but I didn't. It always would upset my stomach. So I tried to politely say to her, oh, uh, thank you, but you know what? I, I really am okay. I don't, need, I, I don't need that right now, but thank you. And then she says, oh, no, you do need this right now. So how do you tell a 90-some-year-old woman, 91-year-old woman, no, I couldn't. So I drank it, and of course, I couldn't eat my supper. It was late, about 10 o'clock at night when I finally could eat something. And what did I do? I offered that up as a sacrifice for the salvation of souls. See, this is the message Virgin Most Powerful Radio is all about. We talk about these crazy things that are going on in the world, but it's make everything a sacrifice. As Bishop Sheen said, he said it this way, every action is like a blank check. Make sure Christ's name is on it. So I want to encourage you here, our listener, yes, you, to make everything a sacrifice in your life, even eating a good steak, right? Okay? I mean, how do you make it? Yes, because this is what God has given you to do. So keep that in mind when things don't go right. Get value out of it because you think about the wasted pain that are in hospitals today where people are suffering, but they don't know what to do with that suffering. It's wasted pain. If hospital, people in hospitals could really understand redemptive suffering, they would become spiritual atomic power plants of graces because they would be praying for all of us and offering their suffering that they have for the sufferings of Christ for the good of the church. Because remember, we're followers of Jesus. Without Good Friday, there is no Easter Sunday without that. And this is why it's so important, as I was mentioning earlier about Cardinal Seurat, and I said that, he said, silence strengthens our weakness, arms us with patience, restores our courage, 
And the Cardinal says, silence is the language of love. Nothing in the world is more important than the silence of God. And so we try to every day take that silent time to pray, whether it's a rosary, make a visit to the Blessed Sacrament. I mean, sometimes you can get so carried away in watching the news, stock market, whatever it is, and that runs your life. And you're always on the edge. I'm going to recommend not to be on the edge. I'm going to recommend that you be in the arms of Jesus Christ, present in the Blessed Sacrament. Imagine yourself when you see that image of Jesus with the children in the garden. Everybody knows that image. And imagine you being one of those children. Jump into his arms. All these other crazy things that are going on in the world won't affect you because you've given yourself to Christ. Nothing that can stop you from loving Jesus Christ. Not persecution, not even death. Hey, when we come back, we'll talk more on how to lift you up in the spirit of Christ here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us, family. I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, I'd be a billionaire. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. I want to remind you, Dr. Sandoval is up right after our show, and you won't want to miss that. And if you don't have it uh, on your AM station, you can pick up the free app by going to vmpr.org. I want to share something that was very profound and powerful in my life. As I share these books, anything I get that want, that helps me get closer to Jesus, I want to tell you about it. Uh, Prayers of the Soul by Father Juan Carlos. He sent this book with me, and he sent me a nice little uh, thing to write, and I'm going to try and get a hold of him because he has these powerful prayers for all occasions. And I want to share something at the last segment that I think will touch you. I prayed this prayer with a woman not so long ago, last week, and it just broke her down, and she just told me that it, it really helped her. So I want to help you. How many of you out there right now have friends or relatives that have addictions in their life? Probably everyone. We all have addictions. Check this prayer out. And, and I hope you're not driving. But if you're not driving, listen to this very carefully. Almighty and ever-living God, for, your, for you nothing is impossible. Luke chapter 137. I bow down before you with deep humility, knowing my many limitations and miseries to implore from you the healing of my mind and my body. Deliver me then, Lord, from this addiction that enslaves me, that corrodes my life and prevents me from being happy. That first paragraph's a killer. From you, good and merciful God, comes true and authentic freedom. The same freedom you gave me, but that I lost because I abandoned you. Not through sin. Indeed, I despised you, source of living water, set off in search 
of cracked cisterns. I have lived according to my bad decisions and loved a deceptive and perverse world. Boy, in this way, I departed from you and seeking to be freed, I felt slave to false gods. This is how I find myself in a prison which I've tried to escape many times only to fall right back into it again. Can we relate to this prayer? I think I can. He says, I recognize that alone I cannot get out of this addiction and that silence and secrecy are my worst enemies. But I'm afraid of public shame and of losing everything I have. That is why I come before you. Here's a key word. I abandon myself totally to your will. I will do what you tell me to regain my freedom, which I can only find by your side. Listen to me, Lord, and free me from this terrible dependence on, and you put it in, alcohol, drugs, sex addiction, you, you name it. With your divine grace, balance my mind, heal my body with the power of your hand, and cover me with your shadow, and heal me by your mercy. May my will become strong, and so free myself from these chains of death. May my will, once restored by your grace, only have the goal of pleasing you in this life and obtaining by your same grace the life that you have promised me. In your name, I trust my Lord and my God, my rock and my defender and deliverer. Amen. Now, I know I've got Dr. Sandoval live in another studio. And Mr. Engineer, if you can bring him on, if he's in a position to come on, I would like him to talk about that and about what he's going to be talking about in his next uh, show that follows the Terry and Jesse show. But I'll just mention about what he's going to be. Do we have Dr. Sandoval on? No. Okay. Well, I want to just mention that prayer I can send to anybody who who texts me at 661 972 7872 because I've been texting it to people that are open to, um, you know, wanting that prayer. Okay, here comes Dr. Sandoval. And I, I share this because Dr. Sandoval is a psychiatrist and he does a show every week okay, here, here on Tuesday. Dr. Sandoval, you, you know how crazy Terry is. God love you. Thanks for joining me. Are you there? Hey, Terry, how you doing? I'm blessed by the best. And Dr. Sandoval, you didn't even know I was going to do this to you because that's the kind of impulsiveness that I am. And you know that. And I was just... Yeah, I was I was lucky to get on early, so I was hoping I'd get a chance to talk to you. Great. Well, it's a it's a book I got from a good priest friend, Prayers of the Soul. And this particular prayer is a is a prayer for people who have addictions. It could be any kind of addiction. And I found that I pray this prayer with people over the phone, and many of them have been blessed by it. It's not me, but this priest put all these different prayers together. For different times, maybe you have a, a son that's away from the church, a, a, a husband or wife that's not practicing. And I, I just think that in the world we're living in right now, there's so much going on externally that it can distract us 
if I'm staying focused on what really matters in life. Am I onto something? You know, absolutely, Terry. I think one of the biggest demises that we have in society today, and don't get me wrong, I'm a medical doctor, I'm a general practitioner, I'm a psychiatrist, yeah. but a lot of times we, we rely so much on medication and what we feel is science and where we're going to get the answers. And we lose the sense that all that came from God anyway. And we kind of lose that sense of our supernatural faith with the fact that <clears throat> prayer really works. And if I ask for prayer, I, I should expect to see changes. I tell my patients, you know, when you take medication, you expect that it's going to work. <laughs> you expect that your blood pressure is going to go down. Your cholesterol is going to get better. Your depression is going to improve because you did something. You took this medication. You have faith in that. But spiritually speaking, prayer is open to everybody. You don't need to go get a prescription. I was listening to you saying that prayer beforehand. That prayer is very, very beautiful. And I think that we got to get to the point and remind ourselves and bring that back to the idea of, hey, if you pray, you better expect to see some change. You better you better actually kind of be uh, on the verge of saying, hey, watch out. Something's going to happen. I'm going to pray right now. Watch out. Something's going to happen. Well, Doc, what are you going to – I want everybody here on the Terry and Jesse show to stay tuned for your show by getting our app, if it's not on the AM station they're listening to, going to vmpr.org. What can you tell us about the show that you're going to do following our show? Well, it's actually going to touch on exactly that in terms of prayer. The title of the show is Satanic Ritual Abuse. Ooh. And it's going to be a heavy show. So for our listeners, if they want to listen in, they want to use caution, we're going to talk about some some serious things. Um, but we're also going to talk about the light at the end of the tunnel, because when you hear a word like satanic ritual abuse, a lot of people get really scared and they get shocked and rightfully so. Right. We never want to uh, head in that direction. But one of the challenges is people can feel helpless or overwhelmed. And what we really want to do in deliverance is to remind people it's Christ centered. And there's a reason why it's Christ centered, because if we're feeling overwhelmed by dark forces in our lives, if we feel that somebody's abusing us or that we've been a victim of satanic abuse in any way, what we need to remember more than anything else is Jesus is in charge. And we can't let our focus go to the negative. We have to focus on the light, and that will make all that darkness go away. Otherwise, we can just stay seeped in a whole lot of negativity in our lives without the power of prayer to get us out of there. Well said. So I want to encourage you to stay tuned after the show. In a couple of minutes, Dr. Sandoval will be on. I'm anxious. I have a luncheon that I've got to go to after my show. But uh, I want you to know this is a nugget on our network, gold nugget. And many people aren't aware of it. And that's why I was glad to have him on. So Dr. Sandoval has a lot of shows or podcasts on. If you go to virginmostpowerfulradio.org and look under his shows, guarantee it, it will help you. Dr. Sandoval, for those who don't know anything about you, tell us a little bit more about uh, your work in the church and also in your professional line of work. Sure. You know, in, in my professional life, uh, I graduated from um, medical school at UCLA here locally in Los Angeles, and I did a specialty in both family medicine and psychiatry out of UC San Diego. So I'm a product of the UC system. Mm -hmm. um, so I specialized a lot in, <clears throat> in family medicine. But I really fell in love with the psychiatry portion of my specialty because that's where I really found Christ in people. You know, you get to talk to people, you get to talk about their lives and people come to you with some of the most intimate things. I joke around with some of my priest friends that, you know, most of the patients I have do confessions for me. And then when people go to confession, they bring up their mental health. <laughs> and so I tell them we need to swap places. You know, you people are willing to tell you some of the most intimate things. And I'm very glad to talk to them about that, but always leading them back to Christ. Amen. Reminding them that Christ is the primary doctor. So I love that. You know, and then part of, you know, God works in mysterious ways when 
when I finished my residency in San Diego, I came back to Orange County and a good priest friend of mine said, hey, you're a psychiatrist. I need a little bit of help with the deliverance ministry because I get a lot of people coming to me saying, hey, I think I'm afflicted by the devil. I think I'm afflicted by by evil spirits. And a lot of times it can be mental illness. So we need to we need to you know sieve that out. We need to decide, is this mental illness? Is this spiritual uh, oppression or affliction? And through our interviews, doing a, a psychiatric assessment, you know, sometimes it's not either or, sometimes it's both and. But we can kind of tease out, gosh, do you still need mental health help? And do you still need to stick to the prayers? Because the reality is, whether or not somebody needs help with their mental health, we all need to be saying our prayers one way or another. We're all going to be affected by uh, what's good and what's evil in the world, and we want to be on the right side of that. Well, I I, want to encourage our listeners, especially the ones on the AM, FM stations, to get the app from vmpr.org, download it on your phone. You're going to find that these shows with Dr. Sandoval will enlighten you, but also build you up in the faith. It's not going to be uh, something that you're going to be frightened in a sense, because you know what he's always going to lead you to? Here, right here, right in my hand, Jesus Christ. That's who he is. That's right. And that's, that's the right. beauty of his show. And I want to encourage our listeners to start getting used to a Thursday night show. You can, you, know, you don't have to listen to it on, on live. You can go podcast. Make it convenient for yourself. Any of our shows are that way. I get people who tell me, Terry, I'm listening to you at 2 in the morning because that's when I get off stock in the grocery stores. And this is when I got an opportunity to listen to you guys. Hey, that's the that's the beauty of technology right now. You can do that. <clears throat> All right, I, you know, and that's what I tell that's what I tell a lot of people, Terry. You know, when it comes to Virgin Most Powerful Radio, if you really want good therapy, there's no better medicine than Jesus Christ. Amen. You got to get to the Eucharist. You got to get to your holy holy hour and listen to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. You're going to get great therapy. Doctor Sandoval, question: I'm going to ask Jesse Romero, but he's not here. I'll ask you: What state should we be living in, brother? Great of grace. Amen. And remember, Our Lady of Fatima said this, souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Mom, Grandma, the whole family, we can all participate in the saving work of Jesus Christ by implementing the Fatima message. Pray the rosary. Oh, my gosh. At times out, like I say, after a commercial break, Dr. Sandoval will be up here on Virgin Most Powerful. Thanks again for supporting our month, our pledge drive. Of uh, we got uh, money that's coming in. If you make a hundred dollar donation, it becomes two hundred dollars. So it's a it's a pledge drive where we're doubling your donation up to ten thousand dollars. May God richly bless you and your family and enjoy Dr. Sandoval's story. God love you. 